ready, Daniel. Are you ready to get the show on the road? Before that, Jordan, do you want to feel old right now at this very second? Uh, fine. Super Mario Kart cruised onto the Super Nintendo 27 years ago today. Nice. It's only eight when that happened? 1992. Gosh, how groundbreaking was that, too? At eight years old, like... Because Trevor had the Super Nintendo. We didn't have ours until later, but Trevor had his. He got Super Mario Kart. We thought it was the greatest game ever. Still pretty great. I have, oh, it's still fun. I mean, I have Mario Kart 8 on my Switch, and I still enjoy But we that. loved it. We played it so much, especially like the battle modes. We would take turns battling each other, and like, you know, like, you know, if there's like three or four of you, whoever won the battle moved on and moved on. Right. Like, have a little turn. So much fun, though. We loved it. We loved that game so much. Yeah, so that's uh, that's still your... hate Rainbow Road to this day. Oh yeah, and it's in every iteration too. Yep, good stuff though. Mm-hmm. So now you feel old, twenty-seven years. Whatever. 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 If I feel old, it's because my back has been hurting me the last couple of days. I don't know. It feels better now, but the last couple of days it's been like really achy. I could break your heart. But going to the gym last night and sitting in the hot tub for a while definitely helped oh that's good yeah i've done hot tubbing icing walking heated pads (laughs) i've been doing a lot of self physical therapy the last 24 hours oh that's good at least you're doing something yeah all right well why don't we get the show on the road welcome back everybody to a brand new episode of movies and brews where we talk movies and we drink some brews i'm jordan and sitting across from me here is the peanut butter and jelly falcon himself daniel I like peanut butter and bananas. So today, we're talking the new Peanut Butter Falcon film starring Shia LaBeouf and that gal from the softcore porns, Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's go on an adventure. Cheers! Before we get started here, Daniel, let's talk about what we're drinking this week. Yeah, this week was Jordan's week to bring us a beer for Beer and Tell. So, Jordan, what'd you bring us? So, I got this uh, Rogue Honey Kolsch. And yeah, it's just a Kolsch style with some uh, said Rogue Farmed Hop Yard Honey added. Let's check it out here. I've never had this before. Oh, yeah. It's not super strong, but like honey's like a pretty immediate flavor. I don't know. It tastes really good, though. I like mm-hmm. that. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's just kind of the mood for, you know, it's still summer, still warm, and it, it hit, like, mid-80s today, so I just wanted something summery and Kolsch. I love a good Kolsch on a hot day. Yeah. Yeah, this is not bad. Yeah, Rogue be- Brew here. So brewed locally here in the Portland area. Good stuff, though. Well, I know we've got a ton of uh, movie news to get to today, so why don't we get started with that? Daniel, what do you got for us? Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba. So, this week in movie news is pretty much 100% dominated by Disney, since this weekend was Disney's Expo, the D23, which I don't actually know why they call it D23. Yeah, I'm actually wondering that myself. Why the D for Disney? Obviously, but 23, what does that mean? I don't know, but I found out that... Michael Jordan's number, meaning they're the best. Uh, I I don't know why it's 23. Maybe it's the year Disney was... Uh, could be, or could be. I have no idea. No, no. But um, yeah, so they had their D twenty three expo, and what I found out is that my girlfriend's aunt, and uncle, and their kid were there. 
Really? Well, they were at the expo. Oh, cool. And I'm like, they, they got to see, because there were so many people. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. was there. John Favreau was there. Just like, everybody was there. And you get to see all that stuff live. That's pretty sweet. So, well, we're going to start with... Uh, they dropped a new Star Wars poster for the new Rise of the... Uh, <laughs> Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker. Now, I got to say, while I'm still not 100% sold on this movie, I thought out of all the movie posters for this new trilogy, though, that was the most, like, the best and probably the most epic one. And, like, it's a really good movie poster. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. When I first saw it, I thought it was for, a, like, up-and-coming cartoon that they were announcing it for before I saw the Rise of Skywalker at the bottom. I thought it was, like, for a cartoon coming. It kind of has that look to it. It's it's a, it's a cool poster. Um I did find out later that they, uh, the Emperor that you see in the background was taken from a toy. Was it? It's a shot of a toy that they inserted, so it's a little bit of laziness there, but it's not a bad poster, though. I mean, you got your blue and red like lightning streaks in the background. I mean, yeah. it, it's kind of cool looking. I thought it was Looks like they're sweet. fighting on the Death Star pieces that we saw in the first trailer. Yeah. I don't know. It's a cool poster. I'll give it that. And then we also got like a little sneak peek uh, trailer f- and it shows what looks like Ray as like a Sith Lord person with a cool flippable lightsaber. Yeah. Which I know you still don't aren't super excited, but I'm like, I'm not super excited for this movie either, but I can at least be like, that was well, a cool lightsaber. It was fine. I don't know. I'm just I'm just not pumped for this movie. I don't mean to sound like a Debbie Downer. I'm just not pumped for this movie. I don't dig these new characters. They they you know, it's kind of funny because the in the last Jedi trailer, the whole thing was like, you gotta let the past die. Yet, what did they do for the first minute of this new trailer? Show us nothing but old footage from the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy. And a couple new cool shots, but I don't, I don't know. I'm just not pumped for this movie. Right. Still see it, just to see it and get it over with, but I'm not pumped. Right. So, you, it's like, so you'll go and hopefully you'll be pleasantly surprised, but it'll, we'll see when we get there. No, I mean, I, I've said this before. My favorite character of these new movies is BB-8. Yeah. He's awesome. I do like BB-8. And Poe. I still stand behind Poe Dameron. Poe in Force Awakens was cool. I did not like Poe of Last Jedi. I'm like, I can't even remember what he did in Last Jedi. Uh, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Yeah. I know he was insubordinate. That was his That was his thing. Um, okay. Well, they, they kind of made a jerk out of him in The Last Jedi, and I just I don't think they had to go that route. I don't think he was so. he was like cool dude in Force Awakens and then jerk in Last Jedi and I just hopefully he goes back under the direction of Jay Rams to being a cool dude again. I hope because so. I did like him last in the Force Awakens. I thought he was cool, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'm not just like woo about this at all. But um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Well, let's move on to something you are woo about because the other trailer we got Star Wars related was the Lady Man- and the Tramp. No, I said Star Wars related. The Mandalorian. Yes. Okay. Now this, I can actually get behind. This looked awesome. Minute and a half trailer, minute 15 second trailer, whatever. But it looked cool. I love the music in it. The music was awesome. Just the cool visuals you got. I mean, this one had a look and feel of Star Wars to me. Like OT Star Wars. Yeah. And I like that a lot. John Farrow is behind it. And I think he's going to do a good job with it. I have some. One thing that I like more about like the Mandalorian trailer Especially, like, these new trilogies, like, you haven't really gotten a ton. Like, you get, like, a few aliens here and there, but none of, like, super great importance, it feels like. Like, I think maybe they had some in Solo. Like, one, one an alien was part of the crew or something, I think. But, um, 
I like the Mandalorian. Like it shows like a bunch of different alien species, them interacting like in the bars and like another situation. I'm like cool, that's what Just Star Wars cool, cool shots. Anybody cool can be shots anybody. Of, like planet landscaping was. I yeah. like that. I mean, of course, I think you were in awe of this too when he gets that guy with the grappling hook, starts pulling him towards him, and then blasts the the door um, buttons, and then the door starts closing. And of course, the camera sh- the camera cuts away to something else, but it looks like he's about to cut the guy in half in the door. Yeah, that was amazing. That was I know that was awesome. Like, that had the, me on the edge of my seat. I really hope that music they play in the trailer is in the show, and that that's kind of the theme because that music was really cool. I hope so too. And right now we've kind of like. Still, the pro- we haven't heard the protagonist say anything either, so I don't know if he's going to be a hundred percent silent character. I doubt it, but I, I doubt it'll be. But it'll probably be like Boba Fett. But the trailers do portray Very, like the lines here and there. But I, I, I got a feeling it's going to be like a line here and there. But when he does speak, it's going to be like powerful. I hope so. At, at least that's my hope. I have. So. I don't know. I think this is going to be cool. I can't wait for this. This is like day. That's why day one purchase of Disney Plus for me. Well, for us to watch The Mandalorian. Yeah, we're going to have a Mandalorian party. What's the number one rule? Party! Party. (laughs) And then next, uh, Disney announced a bunch of Disney Plus stuff that we didn't previously know about. So I'm just going to run through those because there's a lot. You can look them up if it sounds interesting. But first, well, we got the Lady and the Tramp trailer for the straight to Disney Plus Lady and the Tramp live action. Which is again fine. It's a live action Disney trailer. It yeah, it, it looked fine. I, it didn't necessarily. It didn't really move the needle. Like it, I'm not like jacked for it. But at the same time, I'm not like, well, that looks like horse crap. I'm actually. It, it, yeah, it just didn't move the needle. The thing I'm like that I put this looking forward to more than the other uh, live action remakes is I don't actually have to go to the theater to watch this one. This is going to be straight to Disney Plus. Yeah, that's <laughs> so true. I'm like, cool, awesome. Uh, next, they announced I, a sh- well, uh, okay. oh. well, I was going to say, I, I do like that they didn't modernize it, that it's still taking place back in like the early 1900s. Yeah, that's something I noticed, too. That was cool. All right, go ahead. Okay, so next, uh, they announced a She-Hulk TV for the M- or, uh, for Disney+, Plus, which is, you know, Bruce Banner's cousin, I think it is. She's a lawyer, which is what she is in the comics. Okay. And I, I, got, a, she- I got a cousin that's a Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I guess how she, I didn't know, so I had to look this up. Not going to say which one. Well, yeah, that's good and smart. But the reason, like how she get her Hulk powers, I guess is she got a blood transfusion, like an emergency blood transfusion from her cousin, you know, Bruce Banner. And then so she has like, doesn't Hulk out as hard as he does. And I don't remember if she's permanently green. I think she is. It's kind of a cool concept though. Yeah. And the next we one that I we got that I'm actually really excited about is a Ms. Marvel series about the new the current miss marvel ms marvel in comics which her name's kamala khan which i've read a bunch of her volumes and they're actually really cool like it's a really good character so i'm excited to see this uh and i think you'd probably like the character too so hopefully if they get it translated is that gonna be a show or movie it's gonna be a show and then we get confirmation obi-wan coming to disney plus as like a series with ian mcgregor that takes place after episode three and I guess kind of co- on a concurrent storyline with when about Solo is happening. I guess like they're within like three years of each other. I don't know. They released a Disney uh-huh. timeline too. So 
that sounds cool. I love Ian McGregor. The prequels weren't great, but I think most people agree that Ian McGregor is one of the highlight characters that came out of the prequels. Oh, definitely for sure. Yeah, that, I mean that'd be kind of cool. I mean, we'll, we'll, it's kind of like a we'll see. But I mean, if if the if the writing's good, which I hope, I don't know, what Disney has such a hard time with all the money they had finding good writers. I don't know. But if the writing's good, it could be a really really cool series. Yeah, and so in the next series that I'm actually kind of excited about is a. Monsters Inc. spinoff movie co- or TV show called Monsters at Work. So it sounds like it's going to be like a workplace sitcom in the Monsters Inc. universe. Okay. Which I think sounds kind of fun. That, and that could fun. be fun. I really like Monsters Inc. Uh, one. I didn't like the prequel one that they came out with as much. Monster University? Yeah. So hopefully this is fun. I mean, I would love like a workplace. Co- I feel like they're probably going to go like excuse me, workplace comedy, like The Office, but with like the Monsters Inc. characters. And then we also get another MCU, MCU uh, TV show with the character Moon Knight, which I don't know anything about. I just know he looks like a cool... like. Yeah, I heard about that show, but I have no idea what he is or looks like or anything. I don't know. I think he's like a vigilante type character, and he's got like this whole getup with a, a cape and a hood and everything. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know much about him, but so cool. like Batman. Uh, they say that he's kind of like <laughs> an R-rated dark- character like Daredevil is. But they also confirmed that there will be no R-rated content on the Disney Plus service. Oh, man. I know, which we all knew. Um, some other stuff. Uh, Just renew Daredevil on Netflix, Disney. Come on. I know. We all want it. You know we want well, it. Well, they sold all the props. Mm. Uh, and then next is uh, Disney Plus. You're going to be able to stream four screens at the same time, which is good. I was expecting only two since you're only paying seven, seven, six, seven dollars a month. Uh, and then I guess the Disney Plus shows are going to be weekly affairs. They're not going to be all at once. Which I'm personally okay with that. I mean, it's taken me two months, which on average a week at a time to get through season three of Stranger Things. I got one more episode to go, which actually right. I watched tonight and finish. I'm okay with it because, like, the, the the problem is, like, if you don't binge it opening weekend, you risk hearing spoilers, whether it be online or just people you run into in, in life, at the grocery store yeah. line or whatever. So you risk spoilers. Right. And not everybody's going to be able to just cram it opening weekend. So it'd be kind of nice to just paste out. I mean, you get, to know, you get a better, like, connection with characters, I feel like, when it's paced out more. Yeah. Instead of binge watch. You get to savor the you get to savor the story, right? Because I mean, you can watch Friends within a year, like all ten seasons under a year, but you're not gonna have that same connection you had with them when you watched them from day one to ten years later. Yeah, it's just not the same. No, but I I don't know. I'm really excited uh, about that, and I know we talked about having a viewing party. The Mandalorian comes out on Tuesday. A Tuesday, so essentially, I bet we're probably just gonna and if my, my if calendar's it's just, open, let's do it. Yeah, like if, if it's I'm just one beer. episode, too, we don't have to worry about over-binging it day yeah. one. <laughs> well, that's the problem. With like, I remember going to a Stranger Things season two party, and we were going to watch like two or three episodes. And I remember like before we know it's like three in the morning, and we watched five episodes. And I was like, Because yeah. we're like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen next? Oh, let's go to the next one. <laughs> oh my gosh, what's going to happen All right, let's watch one more. <laughs> yeah. It was fun, though. Um, and now in moving on to Pixar, some news is uh, Pixar's movie Soul. Announces the leads as Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey. Okay. 
which I, we still don't know much about that. It kind of looks like an Inside Out-esque sort of thing. Well, it's the same director, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Same director as Inside Out? Okay, at least I think that's what I heard. And they said that that movie's going to be out June 19th of 2020. June 19th, 2020, okay. Then we also got a uh, concept. Well, when's, was it, what's the other one called that we've seen a trailer for? Onward. When's that? Is that spring? March, March okay. of 2019. Still seems pretty close together. They should spread them out more, but whatever. Yeah. But, uh, and then we also got Ray, or a picture slash like, like a little animatic for Ray and the Last Dragon, which is an animated movie coming directly from Disney coming out in 2020. I didn't see a lot on that, just like a, an mm. image with some music mm, behind it. Oh, well, that's cool. Uh, let's see. A lot of Disney news this week. Oh, yeah. It's all Disney news. Um, then we also got Black Panther. It was announced. Uh, Black Panther 2 coming out in 2022. Ryan Coogler is directing the second one okay. as well. Um, and then I'm just going to throw it in because if you have lived on a rock and for some reason... Our podcast is what you listen to to get in touch. Uh, Spider-Man might not be coming back to the MCU, which... It sounds like it's confirmed for now that he's not. But with Disney and Sony, anything could change. Again, I, I th- we talked about this off-air. I really think this is a publicity stunt, p- potentially. They're just pretending like the whole world's going to fall apart, but it's really just to get people talking about it. Yeah, I mean, it's outrage marketing is what that's called, which I could see that being a thing, just like everybody's mad at Sony, everybody's mad at Disney, then they're like, we worked it out, and then they just make an ass load of money. <laughs> yep. Well, like two ass loads of money, since Spider-Man already made a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, let's see, is there any other... Okay, so then a couple things from non-Dismium that I'll come through real quick is Bond 25 title revealed as No Time to Die, which sounds like a cool title to me. Sounds very Bondish. Yeah. Uh, Matrix 4, rumored to be in development with Keanu Reeves. Heard about that. Can't say I'm looking forward to it, but I only have still we'll see. ever seen the first Matrix because I heard the other two just suck. So I'm like, all right, well. Well, you got to watch them anyway, Daniel. Do I, though? Yes. Does it really come to a satisfying end? Not telling. Probably doesn't. Not telling. Hmm. Just as satisfying as all the Alien movies, I bet. They're good. Are they? Until you get to... Five? Four? Maybe the fourth. I was not a fan of uh, Resurrection or in... Insurrection? Yeah, Yeah, Resurrection. Okay. And then the other quick thing I have is Doctor Sleep is rated R, just in case anybody Ugh, thought it I'm wasn't so going to I don't know. Like they tr- they tried and tried making PG-13 Stephen King movies, then it just didn't work. Uh, there's nothing wrong with R. Like I think we've had this discussion I think before. PG-13 is my least favorite rating these days. Yeah. Because the the needles always going back and forth between like, do I want to be closer to the R range? closer to the PG, kitty kind of stuff. It goes back and forth throughout the entire movie of like, am I more adulty? Am I more for kids? Yeah. And I can't stand it. I do the one just hardcore adult or just fun Pixar-y kid movie. Yeah. Like, PG-13 is a terrible rating nowadays. It is. And I agree. Like, And now I think we're getting to a point where our movies are becoming more of like bigger successes that they're actually like coming around. Like people are like, all right, well, you don't want to see this. We want to see a movie for us. Yeah, pretty low, uh, 
a little box office weekend here. Just uh, as far as news goes, yeah, Angel Has Fallen was number one with $21.3 million. That was number one. That's disgusting. Yeah, Good Boys was number two at 11.6. Overcomer, which I don't even know what that is, was number three. Fast and Furious, Lion King. Lion King did uh, cross the $1.5 billion, I believe, worldwide. Yeah, $1.5 billion worldwide Lion King crossed this weekend. That's crazy. Ready or Not debuted at number six with $8 million. Wow. Angry Birds 2. <laughs> knew that We all knew that wasn't going to be a big hit. Yeah, that so far in two weeks that has made $27 million and had a $65 million budget. Jeez, really? Yeah. I thought that would have made a lot more money. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has dropped down to 10th place, which kind of blows. Made $5 million over the weekend. It's still doing strong. It's losing just a little bit every weekend now, so it's still going pretty strong. It's up to $123 million um, domestically. Worldwide, I, it's, uh, I, I guess it opened up to more, I think in this last weekend, more markets, and it's made 116 total. Yeah, world I think it actually just overseas. Woke, or like. So uh, yeah, it's it's China. it's like right at the edge of two hundred and forty. So it, it's I would say that's doing pretty good. Yeah. Overall, probably. ninety million dollar budget. It's doing pretty oh, yeah, good. Oh yeah, that's great. It's in the green. Uh, yeah, I might go see that a third time. We'll see. We'll and the see. movie we watched this week, Peanut Butter Falcon. Um, wow, it must have gotten a little wider because it. So it was in twelfth place with two point nine five million, but it went up nine hundred twenty eight percent. So nice. I got a little bit. Yeah, a little bit wider release this week. Um, yeah, I wish there was a little more advertising for it because I mean, we'll, we'll get into it, but uh, a good movie that deserves more love, in my opinion. But yeah, we will definitely get into that later, okay? So, yeah, that's the, just a little breakdown of the box office this week. I mean, we're in a little bit of slow season, I'm sure. In a couple weeks from now, when we talk it, chapter two, I'm sure that's going to be an 80 plus million dollar weekend. Oh, I'm sure. I'm, I'm thinking 80 for sure is going to be its opening. All right, any other news, though, Daniel? Any yep. other trailers that came out? I mean, I know a lot of Disney news. Is there anything else non-Disney? I don't think so. Did we talk about a trailer that came out? Uh, trailer-wise, I'm trying to think what I saw this last week. We definitely saw Lady and the Tramp, the Star Wars teaser thingy. I don't know. I call it that because well, they called it something else. It wasn't like a trailer trailer. Yeah, and then we saw the Mandalorian trailer. The Mandalorian. I think, I think the, for me, the Mandalorian was the big trailer of this last week. Oh, yeah. I think that's for everybody. Oh, that's just, it looks so cool. I hope it is cool because it looks cool. And I hope so. It might restore my faith in Disney Star Wars. We'll see. We'll, well see. I mean. Kind of like DC, they got to have some really good ones in a row before I really start looking forward to their next one. Oh, I know. But no, I think that's it. Cool. All right, well, why don't we move on here, Daniel, and talk some other films we've seen this week before we get into our main uh, movie of the week. So, this week, uh, the only thing I got to talk about, really, just I got like one other film to talk about. Okay. Uh, same thing, you saw it too, so we'll talk about it Okay. briefly. Daniel and I and uh, a friend of ours went and saw Jurassic Park on the big screen, and how awesome was that? Did you have a good time? It was pretty great. This is... I'd never actually seen the original Jurassic Park in theaters. The only Jurassic Park movie I've actually seen in theaters before we went was Jurassic uh, World. Jurassic World, yeah. So that was the only one I've seen in theaters. Okay. Until now. So it was fun seeing the original. I mean, I've obviously watched it before, but um, I don't know. I had I had a fun time. It was a great movie, and it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I think it's still the CGI still holds up pretty well. Yes, the effects hold up really good in this. I mean, I'm surprised at how good the effects hold up 
for the most part. There's a little bit like in the brachiosauruses, like at the very beginning, that yeah. could be a little like I wish they would go back and just do a touch up job on them, just to make them just do a little bit of touch up, not completely change things, but just a little bit of touch up to make them look, you know, maybe darker shades or something. I don't know. Yeah, you know, like retexturize it just a little bit. Right. Otherwise, majority of the CGI slash um, practical effects. practical effects hold up very well. Yep. This is a, still a very enjoyable movie. I love this movie, and yeah, anytime it's on the big screen, I like to go see it. I've seen this one probably four times on the big screen. Damn. I was hoping to go a second time this last week, but I only got to, uh, only made it once. Well, that's all right. But a lot of fun though. Um, yeah, I just I have a blast watching this movie. I love this movie so much. It's one of my favorites. So to see it on the big screen, hell yeah. It was pretty funny. We were uh, watching it. It cuts to that shot of uh, Jeff Goldblum. He's like laying sideways across the table with his shirt open, and like the whole theater was like, "Woo, yeah, woo!" Yeah, I, was I heard a couple whistles. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. But yeah, I mean, I may have uh, led the crowd in that, but yeah, maybe, maybe just a little. Everybody was into it. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was just hilarious to me. But yeah, a lot of fun. But yeah, that was the only movie outside of the main movie I saw this week. Um, I think you were assigned a film. Yes. So I watched 8th Grade, the Bo Burnham directorial debut. I think that's who directed it, right? Uh, I can double check. I'm trying to blank to his name at the moment. But, but I'll pull it up here. Yeah, so I watched that about uh, a girl going, transitioning from eighth grade into high school. And I got to say, I yeah, I thought Bo the Burnham. movie was really great, but I hated every second of it. <laughs> All right. And here's why. is because it just reminds me of my, like, middle school, like grade school slash middle school experience, which was a shit show. Well, that's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to get that emotion going in you. Well, I know. It's just like, man, it just reminds you like, wow, those are probably some of the worst years of everybody's life. I think it is. I can testify that 7th and 8th grade were the worst years of my life. Yeah. Going into high school, so much better for me. Oh, high school was like miles beyond better, especially since I, you know, like switch districts if you will and it was a completely new crowd no, none of the same faces that i went to junior high with so it was like just a complete clean slate if yeah. you will and yeah it was awesome yeah i know so i really enjoy that there's a couple things that i'm like oh yeah i guess like i remember having fire drills i remember having like drills like that but like they have a school shooting drill yeah and the guy walking like the police officer walking through with like this little like Either like a replica of a gun or something. No, it's kind of crazy because you're thinking like, oh my gosh, I guess we're here. Yeah, I know. Like something that I never had to do is like we were just like out of high school like before the seemingly like ramped up more and more. But yeah, not something I ever had to do as a middle schooler. Come like makes total sense that you would have to do it now. But yeah, we had fire drills and earthquake drills. Yeah, the only thing I, I didn't like about this movie, so I, I saw it last year in theaters. I enjoyed it quite a bit. The only thing I didn't like is they want us to feel sorry for this gal here. The, uh, what, Kayla. What, what is it? Uh, Kayla. Yeah, they want us to feel sorry for Kayla. At the same time, I don't like the way she treats her dad. It's like, you want me to feel sorry for you, you're kind of a jerk to your dad. Yeah, but and that's just kind of how I know, kids are. I know are. that's how kids are, but at the same time, like you'd think there'd be a, she'd have a little more sympathy towards him, at least a little. 
Well, you say that, but then again, if they were like best buds, you'd be like, okay, that might not be super. No, they don't need to be best buds. But again, again, they want us to really feel for this girl. But then she turns around and she's just a, yeah, she's treating her dad like other kids at school treat her. Well, yeah, I mean, so, but she doesn't have anybody below her. That's a that's a minor, minor, minor thing. I mean, yeah, it was fun. Like I enjoy watching her make her like home videos for her YouTube channel. I like how they had used that as like the backdrop and kind of like a narrative device to move her along. Yeah. I mean, and there's several good scenes in this whole movie. Um, God, the near date rape scene or whatever. Like that was, yeah, I was just like, I was like, I had heard about that. So I'm like, Oh, this is it. While I was watching it. And I'm like, Oh, that's, this isn't as bad as I built it up to in the head. But as he's driving and she's still, he's like berating her. And I'm like, Oh, Fuck you, dude. Right? And I'm just like... What? What, was he in high school? Was he older than her? I forget. They were all... She, he was a senior. Senior and she's an eighth grade. Yeah. So I'm just like... that's. It was, it was just so messed up because he's like, come on. You want to be good at this, don't you? Like, you're going into high school. You got to be good at... And I was like, oh my God, dude. Like, so manipulative. Like, it's, Yeah, it's, it's bad. crazy. Like, obviously the girl's uncomfortable. Don't... I, no, like... Yeah, I'm just like the whole truth. It seems like we won't play truth or dare. I'm like, Ugh. yeah, that that. Yeah. Like, I mean, they definitely did a good job with like the tension in that scene. Yeah, like, Ugh, I think uh, one of the things that I like I felt for the most, like I could relate to the most out of the whole movie, was when she goes to the birthday party of the kid that she knows doesn't really like her. Yeah, and I remember going to those like in middle school because like I went to like you know like. People would like a lot of people in our class, like they'd invite the entire class to their birthday party. And so it's just like, yeah, I don't really like you, but I'll go because I, I guess I should, you know, I really like the dad, like actually coaxing her into going like, you know, like she may not like you, but you should put yourself out there and like, yeah, if she doesn't like you, maybe you'll make new friends with somebody at uh, the party, which eventually does happen at the very end of the movie. But I like like her anxiety, just like watching everybody else having a great time and just slowly creeping out there, totally like not co- like confident in yourself at all. And I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, never mind. This is only the last week that she's in eighth grade, right? Yeah. Okay, because I yeah I thought this was gonna take place like half a school year, maybe the whole school year, but yeah, it was the, only the last week of eighth grade. Yeah, I don't know. I liked it. I like like it was very interesting slice of life movie that you don't usually get. You don't. Really, no, no, any other ones that aren't happy-go-lucky about an eighth grader. Yeah, I, I'd like to see it again. I haven't seen it since theaters, but yeah, it definitely would be. But yeah, it's definitely one. I, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you finally saw it. I know, me too. It was a really good movie. I hated every second of it because it made me remember my awkward middle school self. And it was, that's just <laughs> good movie, but I hated every second of it. <laughs> Dan's like, I remember, reminds me of the time I was in a car being pressured. No, that didn't happen. <laughs> I can't relate to that, but a lot of the unsurety, like the being self-conscious around your peers, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember those. I, w- I wish uh, her telling the girl off would have been a little bit bigger, like more oomph to it, I guess. when she was, But it was kind of cool to see her like nervously go up to that girl and try and tell her off at the very end there. Yeah. When they were all standing, they were standing in line for graduation, right? Yeah. Forgive me. It's been almost a year. Yeah, no, they were standing in line, and I like how she's just like, you know, if you're just, you're just so trying so hard to just try and be cool, and if you just like stop trying so hard, you would actually know how fun that game was that I gave you, and I don't, I like that a lot too. Yeah. But I think, yeah. Um, but I like to, yeah. I don't know if we're expected to see that gal in another movie this year. Um, 
Um, Look it up real quick. What is it? Elsie Fisher is her name. She was really good. Uh, was she in? Yeah. She's something, some t- Castle Rock TV series, The Addams Family, Voice, obviously. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She's in pre-production for something called The Shags. Doesn't have a release date yet. Just says The Shags. Yeah, I don't know anything about that. But Castle Rock is that Stephen King TV show on Hulu. Yeah. So, yeah, it just looks like she's just doing TV for now, which is fine. Yeah, I mean, lots of money in TV now. Adam's family. So. That, that trailer Yeah, was horrible. No, it, was, it wasn't good. <laughs> I don't plan to see that, but... No. All right, so I guess... All anyway, right, did you well, have another movie? No, that's it for me this week. Yeah, just Jurassic Park and the movie we're about to talk about. It's all I had time for this week. But, uh, yeah... Um, yeah, hopefully I want to talk to you about this like more off air, but I want to make this more of a segment where we talk about things that are currently streaming, like things that people can go check out, like whether they've got Netflix, Hulu, Amazon prime, you know, if you've got a streaming service, Hey, go check this out. Right. But we'll, we'll talk about that more though. But, uh, yeah, I, cause I do want to come up, come to our, um, listeners with more content. Like, Hey, I just saw this documentary on Hulu this week. You should go see this or, you know. Next time you're, you know, fair enough. If we you're have the, a pretty good amount of streaming content that we recommend, but you know, yeah. But I want to be more, yeah. I want to kind of keep up with stuff. Like there's a new documentary out there I want to see uh, that Vinnie Tordorch did called, uh, I think it's just called Fat, and it's supposed mm. to Fat the documentary. I think is what it's called, just mm-hmm. about food and health in general. Yeah. So I think, and it's supposed to be a really good one, like highly acclaimed. So yeah, I'd like to see that and like let everybody know about that. So yeah. All right. Cool. Anyway, yes, I want to do a better job, um, listeners there, of just saying, hey, check this out, rather than like, you know, something like Jurassic Park, which we've se- all seen a million times. A million times. <laughs> yeah. But if yeah. you haven't seen it a million times, go see it a million times. But yeah, I'm glad to hear Daniel um, talk eighth grade, though. Yeah, it was a good movie, and Daniel has now seen it along with some of us. So, all right, well, let's move on here, Daniel, and let's talk some Peanut Butter Falcon. All right. Like a bunch of audiobooks. <laughs> yes. Ugh, or just like, that'll be the time I finally listen to the It audiobook. 42 hour 42 book. 42 <laughs> Oh my gosh. And by the time I get get home, I'm just petrified. You're just like, <laughs> driving I'm just like the, listening to it. Driving just, in the middle of the night. Ah, like, oh, what the fuck was that? Was that a balloon? <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that red light ahead? What is is, is that a balloon? Oh god! Oh god! <laughs> all right, all right. Peanut. Well, then, yeah. Let's talk some peanut butter falcon here. Are we recording? Yes. Okay. Written and directed by Tyler Nilsson and Michael Schwartz. Schwartz. The name sounds familiar. Schwartz. May the Schwartz be with you. Ah, yeah. Spaceballs. May the Schwartz be with you. <laughs> I'm like. I was like, I know the word Schwartz. All right. So, yeah, starring Shia LaBeouf, Dakota Johnson, Zach Gutzigan, I think I say you pronounce his last name. Gutzigan. I don't know. Thomas Hayden Church, Bruce Dern, and John Bernthal. Quite the cast there. Yeah. But, yes, Daniel. Um, Let me see here. So, the Peanut Butter Falcon. Basically, yeah, you're following the, the story of... Uh, yeah, it's two different two different individuals whose worlds collide, and they go on an adventure together. You've got Zach, who um, you know he's twenty two years old. He's living at old folks' home. He is um, 
not mentally challenged. He's uh He's mentally handicapped. Well, he's got oh, down, he's down, he's syndrome. down syndrome. Yes. Yeah. He's got down syndrome, and yes, he just he he yearns for to get out of there essentially. Yeah, because he shouldn't be there. Well, he he watches these wrestling videos, and he wants to go to this cat like wrestling academy and learn how to wrestle. He wants to be a professional wrestler. So yeah, he yearns to get out of there, and on uh, uh, he does escape, and he meets Tyler, who's on his way to you know he got fired from a job. And is on the run essentially for some, I don't know, bandits. <laughs> essentially, kind of. So well deserved, it, though. You're right, and their worlds collide, and they go on an adventure together. And I gotta say, yeah, up front, Daniel. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing the trailer like I don't know a couple months back, thinking like that looks really good. I totally had forgotten about it until you mentioned it like a week ago. Like this should be our movie next week because I was like, what are we gonna watch this week? There's like, we're we gonna watch the movie about some bride on the run from a family trying to kill her. Like uh, I don't know. Yeah, I know, and. You know, I was really helpful or really glad to see that it was in our theater because I remember like I had seen the trailer. I had showed you the trailer and we're like, that looks pretty good. Uh, but, you know, then it had like a small release like a while back, but it just, I guess, got a little bit wider release and we got it near us. I'm like, oh, and had I not seen that one trailer when it came out, I probably would have just like passed this movie over because I have Peanut Butter Falcon. That just sounds weird. <laughs> Weird, it's, yeah, it's a weird name if you don't know what it's about. If or you anything. just like take it off by the, you know, like by a book cover, I'm just like, oh, that's just a weird indie film. <laughs> but pleasantly surprised. But yeah, I was, I was glad you mentioned something because yeah, I went and saw it. By the time it ended, I'm like, well, what happens next? I want, I want to know what happens in Good Egg. You know, I was like still in, invested in the characters. Like, well, what, what's going on? I, I want, I want to see what happens next. Yeah. So yeah, I gotta say, I enjoyed myself. Hour and a half long, another good, which that just gets points on my book these days. It does. It's <laughs> like, short, like, it concise. Gets you, that gets you almost another full star rating if you're an hour and a half long. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, but so overall, you, you enjoyed yourself? Yeah, I'd say I was really pleasantly surprised at how much I liked this movie. Um, you know, uh, let me see. Did I give my general thoughts or going like kind of pre-screening going into it. I had seen the trailer that one time. Uh, so I'm glad it caught my attention that this finally came around to us. Cause I really enjoyed this. Like this is probably in one of my favorite movies of this summer for sure. Oh, awesome. Well, yeah, it's been like with these big box office ones, it has just been such a bleh summer for the most part, I, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I've had a few favorites like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Of course, you got your Avengers Endgame. But other than like, uh, I'm trying to think, I can't say, I can't even think of all the stuff we've seen hardly. Like, yeah, I know. It's Dark, just a lot Dark of Phoenix love. and uh, what was the other one? Um, I mean, the big ones for me How to Train Your Dragon, uh, Avengers. It in a week or two will probably be another big one for me. But other than that, like I haven't really th- seen anything that I've re- thought about or remembered after I left the theater. Yeah, been a lot of eh. But this one, this one stuck with me. But so sorry, I'm just trying to look up something. But yeah, no, the same here. Like I've the last I saw it yesterday, and I've been thinking about it the last 24 hours. Like there's just cool images, things, scenes that happen that we'll get into. Um, yeah, what a good castle. Let's talk about the cast real quick. So, yeah, you got Shia LaBeouf, which I actually heard uh, Ben Foster was supposed to play the character. Then he had to drop out due to whatever. And he actually, I, I think, called Shia and was like, 
hey, you should be in this movie. I can't now, but you should take over the role. It's a really good script. You should, and yeah, from there, that's how Shia got his role in it. I know, and I thought like he was probably like what the sh- my favorite character of the whole thing. Well, him both, him and Zach were both great. But yeah, I really liked his performance. In this. It, I, I like seeing him in this because I, I mean, I've seen him in, uh, of course, at least two or three of well. Yeah, he well, he's only in three, but I've seen I think two of his three Transformer movies. Right. Never saw Disturbia with him in it. I did see was it Eagle Eye where he's in the Air Force or something like that. The Eagle Eye with like the air with like the the evil AI program. Yeah. I've seen I saw that one. I remember liking that one when that came out. I don't know if I'd like it now, but I remember thinking it was okay. I wasn't you know blown away by his performance or nothing. But yeah, I I think like performance wise, I thought he did really good in this. Uh, Dakota Johnson, I thought she was good. Um, I forgot who was. Yeah, we're not seeing her naked though. Just kidding. <laughs> okay, so in case you're wondering, she's the Fifty Shades girl. If anyone's wondering, yeah, she isn't like I would actually say from the little I've seen her in, she was in you know Bad Times the El Royale, of course the Fifty Shades trilogy. Oh, she the sister? Yeah. Oh, I didn't remember. I didn't realize that. And I've only seen like half of a Fifty Shades movie ever. So I, I guess I've only seen her in a couple things, and she hasn't necessarily blown me away yet. But this is definitely the best thing I've seen her in so far. Not even just quality move, but quality of her acting—the okay. best I've seen her do so far. So yeah, I liked her. But yeah, we have a newcomer here, Zach. Uh, Gatskin, Gatskin. I, I, don't I, know. I think it's like Gatskin. Yeah, I do not know how to say his last name, but playing Zach. And yeah, what a treat he was. I mean, he was—he had a really good presence on the screen, like. Every time he was in front of the camera, I just loved his character so much. Thomas Hayden Church playing the saltwater redneck. Yes, I liked that. I thought that was great. And, of course, yeah, Bruce Dern playing Carl, who was back at the retirement center. Which yes. I, I liked their relationship a lot. I had that under my likes because I really liked um, Zach and Carl's relationship there quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we'll, let's just get into it. So, yeah, Zach is at, he's, you know, staying in retirement home. Carl's his roommate. They've kind of made a bond. And I, I don't know, it's like a small town. Where does this all take place? Georgia? Because I know they're headed, their goal is, or his goal is, is to go to Florida, right? Yeah, I like, they're in the south. I don't know. I don't, I don't yeah. remember specifically saying exactly where I, they I were. I know Florida is like the end goal is all I remember. I don't remember yeah. like where we're starting and kind of what where, what body of land we're going down. Because I know there's like, you know, water around. I don't know. It's not the ocean, though. <laughs> yeah. I don't, but, so I, I don't know. I, I just know Florida is the goal, the right. end goal. But, yeah, so the, he lived in a retirement home, I guess, abandoned by his family. So, retirement home, best thing. But, you know, he and it's kind of he, you know, he spends his days watching the same, like, wrestling video over and over and over from, like, 20 years ago. Yeah. VHS and everything. And it's, it's Tom Tane Church, but he, I don't know, it's funny. When I first saw the trailer for this, I had to look him up to see who it was. I thought for sure that was the guy from Napoleon Dynamite, the Rex Quando. Well, I know. It kind of has, like, the I same totally, exact like, Yeah, I totally thought that was the same guy, just, like, 15 years later reprising a similar role like come down to Rex Quando yeah the saltwater redneck yeah I thought that was great uh but yeah I so yeah he makes I love his escape attempt with that uh gal by trading pudding for her to pretend to be choking yeah so he could run out the door that was hilarious so yeah because we kind of pick up we he's at the retirement home we, we kind of go back and forth between the two characters Tyler is working at the docks crabbing yeah and gets fired from his job and just you know, the impression nobody likes him there that much. Like, well, to be fair, our intro to Tyler is him 
ripping people off of their like fishing equipment. He like takes people's like catches and like cuts it up mm-hmm. and tries to sell it as his own. Yeah, not very liked, but you know. So we kind of go back between the two characters before they meet. I did like so. I mean, this is in the beginning, so it's not really a spoiler. What do you think of his actual escape? Because so he tries to escape through the old lady distracting everybody, uh-huh. and then they put bars up on his window. <laughs> when they cut to the cane and the like, the bed sheets like <laughs> make yeah spreading the the bars. I just I, don't know, I was cracking up. No, I thought that was great. Bruce Dern. I thought Bruce Dern was great in this role. Just yeah. playing that. Old old guy at a retirement home. I thought he was perfect for this. Yeah, it's great. It's a small part, but it's an effective part. Yeah. And no, I really like that. I really like the escape. The only thing I was thinking, I'm like, why can't you throw your clothes through? Yeah. Why <laughs> yeah. Well, that was. <laughs> or else, if the other guy was still there, he could have thrown your clothes through. Because he slips through the bars by like rubbing himself with like lotion. That was funny. He's like, here, take the soap, rub it all over your body, and then you're gonna squeeze through the bar. So yeah, he. Trips down to his underpants, puts the lotion on, tr- squeezes through the bars, and then, yeah, just he's running off, and he's just off in his whitey tighties. Yep. <laughs> and, it, well, it, yeah, their meeting I thought was great, too, because so after running for a while, he sees this boat docked and decides to go hide underneath, like, a tarp under it. Uh-huh. And Tyler, who's getting fired from his job, wants to get back at his employers or just his maybe co-workers that are just... I think, well, they're just like the people he stole that, like, he was cutting up their equipment, stealing their cash, right. essentially messing with their money. Yeah. They don't have a good relationship, so he's going to get back at them by burning all their stuff, all their crab traps and everything, just burn them to flames. And he does it, and then he runs, he gets on his boat and takes off, not knowing somebody else is in the boat with him. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that whole sequence was great. And, yeah, of course, he's you know, going to, like, all right, well, you got to go. You know, he can't be following me around and ends up, you know, going with him anyway. He's like, like, I just need to go here. How, how did that go about? He's like, because he was like, Tyler was, or well, Zach was like, I, I'm trying to get here. Russell. Yeah. It seems he's just like, look, I'm trying to get to this wrestling academy. You know, he tells him where it is. And then he eventually like is like, well, I'm going to Florida. So it's on the way. I'm not doing you a favor, but it's on the way so I can drop you off. So, yeah. and I, I mean, we've probably seen this before. I mean, I, I actually, I gotta be honest, when I first saw the trailer, I thought they were brothers in the trailer. So I was thinking this kind of a Rain Man kind of thing. Because in Rain Man, they're brothers. So I don't know right. No, seen, I've seen Rain okay. Man. Okay. So, yeah, I thought, I thought they were brothers for some reason in the trailer. I guess not. But anyway, but yeah, so yeah, there's some tension at first. Like, you know, if you're gonna be with me, you gotta like do what I say. You gotta follow close behind. Yeah. We're not friends. We're not, you know. I'll take it as far as this goes, then you're we're done. We're yeah. going separate ways. But yeah, but it was kind of fun, yeah, to see kind of just the heart changing and the bond that they kind of formed. I actually kind of thought about while I was watching, like this kind of feels like a modern day Tom Sawyer type of adventure, is what it kind of felt like to me. And yeah. they even they even reference Mark Twain. Mark Twain, yeah. So I'm like, okay, so they know kind of what they're doing. They they you know they put that line. In and that's what I felt. It kind of had a Mark Twain feel to it. Yeah. You're totally right, but yeah, I got I I enjoyed this quite a bit though. I just loved watching their adventure that they started off together. I mean, they're you know the one guy starts off with no clothes at all, no shoes or anything. So like you know, you know they're walking. They're not going to walk on the road or anything or smooth pavement. They're walking. You know, they show them in cornfields and everything. So of course his feet start killing them. Yeah, but I you know I just loved like you know first he's 
dragging him on. And but it was fun watching their adventure. Yeah, the great scenes though, like when they went to the uh, convenience store. He's like, "All right, you stay down and hide here." And, you know, Dakota Fanning's character, Eleanor, who works at the retirement home, right, is responsible for losing him. So therefore, she, her boss, is like, "Well, you got to find him." Yeah. So she's on the hunt for him, and yeah, he run, they run. Tyler and Eleanor run each other at the convenience store, and oh no, I've not seen him. And kind of a cute exchange there, where they're kind of, he's flirting with her, and like they're not. She's not really flirting back, but he's kind of flirting with her a little bit. Yeah, thought that was good. No, no, I really like the convenience store scene too. Like I like like you know their first interaction with her. He's just like oh, he's like trying to be all smooth, even though he's super dirty. Like looks like a hobo. Yeah, but I was like, have you seen him? No, no, I ha- I haven't. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really like that scene. And I, I like how when the, it kind of, when he comes back, like, it seems like he already has like a new, like a respect or appreciation for Zach. He's like, Oh, so you're on the lamb too. Well, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and I think like, that's really like what the first thing that happens in the movie that really clicks them together. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of good things. I liked a lot of scenes, a lot of moments. Um, I think one of my favorites is, I forget why. Why were they? I'm trying to remember now. I just saw yesterday. I should remember that why they they got separated for a little bit. Uh, gosh, Zach's gonna get. He, Zach is off at the docks, and this other kid is trying to pressure him into jumping. Yeah, I forget why they got separated, but then because uh, then he get in, that's when he got in the truck and like hitchhiked in the truck and went down yeah. the road for a while. Then he had to turn around and come back. Yeah, because he found out those guys were setting up a roadblock for him. Yep. So he comes back because yeah, that he left him there like I'm not dealing with this, and then when he comes back, that kid's trying. So that, that was pretty early on. Yeah, comes back. I I don't know. I, I thought that was a great scene, and yeah, I mean that kid was being an asshole. Yeah, I know. I knew that's just like well, that, that's rude. Um, you know, and then he's he like, jumped. come on, jump, jump. You can't swim. I don't care. Jump, jump, jump. Yeah, I know. I'm just like wow, what a dick kid. But, you know, and I was actually kind of surprised that they immediately do a cut with him outside of the water. I thought, like, Shia LaBeouf was going to have to, like, jump in and get him. I don't think that actually No, he jumps happened. in for him. Does he? Yeah. Oh, okay. For some reason, I don't know. No, that was one. Uh, we'll talk about it later. But I think that might have been my, we'll see, if standout scene was, he's like, you, he can't swim. He's like, oh, whatever. You know, this guy's just a, you know, retarded pussy. Like, you know, he's like, quit being a pussy. Quit being a pussy. Like, just being a douche bag. Yeah. And then Zach... Jumps down, and Shiloh, or Tyler keeps just goes running, you know, up the dock to, you know, to jump and try and save him. But before he jumps in the water, he turns and just punches that kid right in the face, and th- and then dives yeah. down for him. And I just thought that was a great sequence right there. Yeah. And I mean, you're like, oh man, like, you know, some guy is like, you know, that's thirty punched a middle schooler. Oh man. But at the same time, like, no, that kid was a douche bag and deserved it. Look, kids will be kids up until the point where they actually put somebody else's life in danger. Yeah. I mean <laughs> you know? But yeah, that was a great scene. I, I love that scene so much. But yeah, I'm trying to think of uh, other good scenes here. So thank you to anyone, you know, they he, when the, this is more when they start bonding and he's telling them his dreams about wanting to be a wrestler. He's like, Well, you're gonna have to train, you know. Yeah. And that whole like training montage sequence was, I thought was great when like around the campfire, like the lifting the log moment. I thought that was just yeah, that awesome. was great. I know. I think that was probably one of my favorite scenes. Them lifting them out and like the, when he becomes the peanut butter falcon because that's one of the only things they had with him was like some peanut butter and he like gives them like war paint and he's like I'm the falcon. He's like yeah, 
He's like, I'm the peanut butter falcon. I'm, I'm like, that was heaven. Yeah, that he's was got like a... branches taped him. They had like duct tape or something. He's like, I'm the peanut butter falcon. No, no, that was a great scene. I thought that was probably going to be one of my favorite scenes, but a scene did top that for me. But that was an amazing. Uh, there's yeah, this it's just chock full of great scenes. It it was. <laughs> um, yeah, I gotta say, as far as like negative goes, my only complaint really for this, um, there was a couple things I had here. One, I'm not going to talk about the spoilers, but so some really awesome like aerial shots, like above them walking shots. Yeah. That I thought were cut too soon. Like, because we're sitting back to the audience just kind of enjoying the scenery of those really high up aerial shots. Uh-huh. And I just thought the director cut them like just a couple seconds too soon. Like, even if it adds like another 30 seconds of length to the film, just let us enjoy each shot for another five to 10 seconds more. Just, just let us just enjoy it. Yeah. And I'd I thought, because you'd see the character, the white shot on the character's take like two steps and then cut back to like a close up of them on the ground. Yeah. And I just want to enjoy those like high up shots just a little bit more because it was pretty good, I thought. Yeah, no, the scenery was really good. But yeah, that's one of my only really dislikes was just those those shots cut too short. Um, For me, like the dislike, the only dislike is that I don't think they. I don't know if this is really, this is me kind of nitpicking or me just my personal issue is that like, I actually kind of forgot that they were on the run uh, from those guys who were trying to catch Shiloh or Tyler. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot about them until they showed up like a scene after they had had that peanut butter Falcon scene. Cause I'm like, okay, we saw them at the very beginning and then like halfway through the movie, they show up again. I'm like, oh, that's well, right. I was, yeah, I gotta say, I was kind of surprised at their persistency. Like I thought when they couldn't, after the initial boat chase and they couldn't find him, that they were just given up and gone back. But no, they were like, no, we're going to find him. Yeah. I mean, they later say like, wait, he burned about $12,000 worth of equipment. So I'm like, okay, well, I would be pretty pissed too. But um, no. So yeah, I kind of forgot about those guys. I feel like maybe like an extra scene, like 15 minutes before when we saw them re-enter the movie, just to like kind of establish like, yeah, these guys are still looking for him. Cause I totally forgot about them until they showed up for the second time. Yeah. Is that when uh, they showed up at night when they were all together or no, no, that was was later on. That was just like a little bit later in the movie. They showed up at their campsite, like the day after they left or something. That's right. And saw the remains. Like one of them put on the uh, Falcon wings that they made out of branches. That's right. That's right. Dakota Johnson's character, Eleanor, is also on the hunt. Like, because her boss is like, well, you got to find them. So she's going around in a company van trying to find them. Going from, like, town to town, door to door. Like, hey, have you seen this guy? Have you seen this guy? Yeah. And, yeah, eventually she catches up to him. Um, I don't think that's a big spoiler yet. But, yeah. No, that was in the trailer, too. She she catches up to them. Um, we'll go into spoilers here in a little bit. Yeah, we've talked about her character a little bit. Yeah, she catches up with them. You know, we, they saw him in the convenience store. But, yeah, she's eventually does find them and she's trying to get him like hey he's coming back with me and he's like this is after you know zach and tyler formed a bond and like no like he's he's got a dream of going to the wrestling school like i've told him i made him a promise that we gave go him there. his word yeah i like that he's like i gave him my word and i'm not going to go back on it so i'm going to get him to that wrestling school which i i like that that's like a little bit of like southern like charm or loyalty i'm not really sure what to call well, that's it just something we old school principles Right, something we're kind of lacking these days, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, but I li- I still like that we started sticking up from like, no, I'm not like he's fine. 
Like, well, I'm going to take him all the way. I mean, I got to because like, his family abandons him. He's 22. He's got Down syndrome. Old folks' home seems like a good safe space for him. At the same time, it's like, but is that it? At 22, that's it? He's just going to live day to day in this, pl- this retirement home? Yes, that's what it seems like was going to happen. Uh, that's just like a crazy thought. Like, yeah, it's a safe environment for him to be in. But at the same time, it's just like, that's it? Like, it, it, it's just crazy to think about. Like, you spend the rest of your days there. He's at 22 and going to spend the rest of the days at a retirement home. Like, oh, gosh. I know. It's a horrible feeling. But yeah, I think one thing I loved about this movie was just Zach's, like, enthusiasm and just, like, you know, his sense of adventure. Like, he was loving every minute of it. Like, oh, my gosh, I'm out of that spot. Yeah. I'm out here and I've made a new friend. Everything is amazing. I mean, every time, you know, they would go over their, like, rules – He'd be like, what's rule number one? And Zach would be like, party! Yeah, rule. I did love that. No, what's rule number one? Party! Oh, man. No, I, I love that. Like, it's such like such a good, like, interaction between the two characters. And I really liked Zach. Which, one thing, when I saw the trailer, I'm like, I was afraid. I'm like, oh, man. Like, they're probably just going to, like, go for emotional terror. I'm like, oh, look at this, like, person with a mental handicap. Oh, no. Let's feel bad for them. But I love how this movie doesn't do that. They just, like... I didn't re- I didn't even like think about that until they they specifically mention it later in the movie. But I'm like, yeah, Tyler never talks down to him, never does anything like that. He's just like, all right, you're with me, and that's this is it. We're going, and I'll help you get to where you're going. But doesn't ever like think he's better than him. No, I mean he talks to him as far as like, I'm going from here to here. You want to come with me? I can drop you off here. You're gonna do what I say. But he isn't like, yeah, he never talks down to him. I mean like. God, that one like guy that worked at the retirement home comes and knocks on his door. He's like, knock, knock. Lights out, retard. You're just, you're just like, holy shit. And that stuff does happen in retirement homes. Like Even the the boss that we didn't mention, he's just like, I'm not going to report this. So you're gonna, you have like a couple days to go find him before I'm going to report this. And then she's like, no, you have to report this. He's missing. He's like, that looks bad on me, so I'm not going to. But you're going to go find him. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, what a piece. Yeah, <laughs> I want to. <laughs> All right. Well, should we go into spoilers here? I mean, yeah, let's get into spoilers and kind of finish this out. We've talked a lot about the nitty gritty details, but I'd like to get to like my notable scene. Okay. Well, let's do that. All right. So from this point on, we are talking spoilers here in five, four, three, two, one. Spoiler talk. Spoiler talk. Okay. Here we go. Giggity, giggity. Giggity, 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 giggity. Okay. So. I guess, like, yeah, we've kind of gone through a lot of likes and our few dislikes. So I wanted to get to my notable moment. The, like, that really just, if I think that's where we're at in the show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So my notable no, uh, moment is kind of what I just alluded to. But when they're on the raft with Eleanor, Tyler, and Zach, and then he's just like, oh, we got we to gotta train you some more. So uh, try and hold your breath underwater. Yeah, that was a good sequence. Which I thought that was very really clever. Good so sequence. he just like, okay, he puts his head underwater. Then he's like, you better start ca- stop calling him a retard. And then, I mean, I just love, she's like, I've never, he's like, okay, you've never said the word, but the way you talk down, because she's just like, do you want a snack? I think you should have a snack. It'd talk be to good him like for- he's three years old. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, you got to stop. You got to knock that off. Like you're, tre- you're acting like he's retarded. And, you know, and I just love how like, sh- like his whole, like just viewpoint on 
who Zach is as a person just comes out and full forward and just like, you know, like he can do so much. He's held his own throughout our whole adventure for the most part. Yeah. You know, like he's capable of more than you're giving him any credit. Like, <gasps> All right. How was that? That was good. Now go back to under and see if you can do it again. Yeah, I know. And I thought that was, <laughs> I just love that. I thought that was like the heart of the movie for me. Like this is where like everything just kind of comes together. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that was my standout moment. Or not. I don't know why I don't, I love him stand up for him and punching that kid in the face. I don't know why, but that was a great moment for me because he's running past him to dive under, to, you know, dive down and save him from drowning. But before he does that, he turns real quick, punches the kid in the face for being a little bitch, and then dives in. Yeah, I loved that sequence so much. <laughs> but yeah, that you're what you're talking about that scene on the boat. Loved it too. So one question I have, like. I guess I'm kind of like on the rocks as, as this goes, as far as her making the decision to go with them. It was it within her character to go with them or cause you know, she, the keys to the uh, van are gone. Cause Tyler or excuse me, Zach throws them into the water. Yeah. So the keys are gone. So she doesn't have a vehicle anymore. I mean, she can call a taxi. She can do whatever is going yeah. with them. What her character would have done. I'm still uncertain on that. Well, I think the only I think it kind of like it is pushing her character to like the absolute maybe not the absolute limit pushing her character forward in a big way because she knows like, she, you know, she says like, you know, like I'm just doing the best I can. I agree. He shouldn't be there, but that's beyond my control. So I think it's just kind of like, well, this is like the most like the happiest I've ever seen him. And, you know, like, I have some time. Maybe we should Well, try. I think her thing is, too, is, like, I've been looking for him for, like, a few days now. I'm not looking to let him out of my sight. Yeah. So I exactly. think that was kind of part of it, too. Yeah. I, I was on the rocks just a little bit of, like, was it out of character for her to just all of a sudden she's on the boat floating down the river with him? I yeah. was just wasn't sure about that. But, yeah, good sequences, though, from that. So one of my favorite scenes. So I the standout moment, I think, was still Tyler standing for me that kid but right. another great stand-up moment though is when they do go try and find the uh the saltwater redneck yes that whole scene and what you know that wrestling scene that leads to afterwards was just i thought awesome no i thought that was great too i, I mean because that's practically the end of the movie yeah which is fine it's like that's everything so yeah there's the destination of well before well before we talked about that do we want to talk about those other guys catching the bandits guys catching up to them I thought that was a great scene. I mean, that was a pretty good scene, too. They set the raft on fire. Oh, we didn't even talk about... What was that guy's name? The old black dude? Oh, yeah. What was that guy's name? Oh, man, I don't know. I'll look it up here. Because that was probably another... like That's one of the first scenes... Jacob? From... No. I feel bad for forgetting that scene, because when I was thinking it, I'm like... When that like sequence is happening, I'm like, is this... Is this like one of my favorite movies of this year? Is that what I'm watching right now? They kind of like that's when it like it started to set in was around that scene. Okay, well before we, before we talk about uh, the ending, let's talk about that scene. So they they are gonna go onto this guy's farm and potentially steal one of his boats. Yeah, the guy is blind and attempts to you know well at least gives him a warning shot, and they. <laughs> So anyway, that scene, I thought that scene was just great though. Like he's like, we got to baptize you. We got to wash that sin away. So we're going to baptize you boys. Yeah. So yeah, he helps them like they don't, he doesn't actually give them his boat, but he helps them build a raft. I like, gives them the material to build a raft. Yeah. But 
So yeah, it kind of goes back and forth between between shots of them building the raft and then getting baptized. And I, I thought that was just hilarious. It was like, like hilarious, but also just like I a can't really remember the guy's moment. name, but um, yeah, I'm looking at IMDb and I don't even see a photo of the actor. Um, no, I didn't see that's one weird. Either. But yes, that that guy and that scene were just awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm glad we mentioned that because that was also like an amazing scene. Anyway, okay. <laughs> Oops, excuse me. But yeah, that's when they get that raft. Because then, because then the gal catches up to them. Because that's this is even before um, Eleanor catches up to them. Yeah. And then that sequence where their raft is getting burnt down, like Tyler wakes up to a fire and he runs out, and it turns out to be the bandit dudes, and yeah. they you know, are gonna beat the crap out of him, potentially shoot him. Like one of them saying, "Shoot!" They're giving the choice, like you want left hand or right hand, huh? Which one? And then that's when. Tyler comes, or excuse me, um, Zach comes out with the shotgun, which, you know, he learned to shoot earlier in the film. Right. And is holding it towards him, like, and, yeah, defends Tyler, and, uh, yeah, good moment there. So, yeah, let's talk at the ending, though, a little bit. So, we we, uh, we get to where whatever place or address was provided for the saltwater bandit, or excuse me, <laughs> the saltwater redneck, and... Yeah, I mean, obviously he's hasn't been a part of that world in quite some time. Yeah, he's a retired, you know, Tom Saint Church, who plays Clint, is his name. Right. Retired. What was kind of cool though is you could tell, especially with the scene that follows, as you know, they talk to him. He's like, "My friend just wanted to meet you. He thinks you're the greatest thing. He's watches your video so many times at this, you know, retirement center." Yeah. And you know, they kind of have that kind of like, "Well, hey, nice to meet you," kind of moment. Yeah. And then they're walking away, and they're just walking through a field when all of a sudden Clint comes up in a. It was a Camaro. Camaro, I, I believe, yeah. And just like ripping it up, and then in his and he's in full costume and makeup, you could tell, and you could tell before that happened that he was just kind of like, wow, like no one's referred to me as the saltwater bandit in a while, and like thought I was a hero or anything for quite some time. Like, yeah, you can tell it's kind of like that kind of stuff's going on in his head. You know, it looks like he's gonna do nothing about it because they leave and then just walking through a field at that point. Yeah, but yeah, then he comes up in his Camaro and he's like, hey. Let's do some training. <laughs> yeah, no, that was amazing. But yeah, to see the excitement on Zach, they're like, oh my gosh, it's the saltwater redneck. Yes, yes. I think it was like dream fulfilled. <laughs> and yeah, he gets him signed up for this, like, well, very redneck Red southern backyard wrestling. backyard wrestling match. I thought that sequence was great, though. I love when he comes out of the barn, that costume he's wearing, you know, made out of cardboard and duct tape, but great costume. Yeah. Yeah, and he goes on against what is it? Who is that guy's Clint's like just buddy? Yeah, another, another guy that's like who's sixty just plus. Yeah, and they're going at it wrestling, and yeah, and that's when uh, the guys, the bandit dudes, catch up with them. Yeah. So this leads to the big ending, and uh, yeah, questions I got for you there. So the guy comes up and with a tire iron and yeah. clonks Tyler on the side of the head. When we cut to a hospital scene. Did you think he was gone or not? I thought, I honestly, like, after I'm like, oh my God, did he just die? So I thought, at first I'm like, ah, he didn't die, but he definitely injured. Well, yeah. at first I thought, because they show, as the guys come to the tire and they show Zach raising the guy above I his I thought head. he was going to throw it. I again. thought he was going to throw the guy on top of him and stop him from that. Yeah. Be a little cliche, but end up not happening. We cut to a hospital scene. And at first I'm like, okay, well, he definitely got badly injured for sure. Got hit in the head, side of the head of the tire iron. But yeah. then they show um, Eleanor, like, face covering her, or excuse me, 
hands covering her face in tears, and I was like, oh my gosh, we've lost him. Like Tyler is gone. Yeah. And then they do, um, you know, what they flash to Clint, you know, the saltwater redneck played by Thomas Hayden Church. But by, by the way, Thomas Hayden Church, awesome job playing that small role there. Yeah. I, I loved him in that role. They cut to him on a porch, just kind of sitting in silence. Then they cut to like a flashback of uh, Zach and Tyler's adventure, you know. Right. And I'm thinking, oh, well, one thing we have not mentioned is Tyler's got a has lost his brother. You know, he they we see some flashbacks with John uh, Bernthal. Right. And yeah, we're in the impression. Does it say how he, how he died? It essentially assumed that he Shia LaBeouf crashed the car while he was in the passenger seat and killed him. Okay. So. Some reason I forgot, but yeah, we see several flashbacks throughout of them together. Right. So then we, so then, since we're seeing a flashback of Tyler and Zach, I'm thinking, oh my gosh. So it's kind of like reminiscence of him and his brother. So like, he's outlived his brother, and now Zach has outlived him. Is kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. Because you see Zach alone with his like. Cause the one thing they keep mentioning is how Tyler's birthday, or excuse me, Zach's birthday is coming up. Yeah. And you see him alone with a cupcake, blowing his candles out. Cut to Zach and Eleanor driving a car by themselves. Turns out to be to Florida. Like I, at first, I was like, "Okay, did we flash forward? Is he back at the retirement center now?" And they're just out on a daily adventure because she's learned that he just needs to get out of there once in a while. Yeah. But turns out, no, they're headed to Florida. Like she's basically quit her job, and they're headed to Florida together. Yeah. And but yeah, I gotta say, like, okay, I, I think he actually is dead. Like. I thought, like, nah, they're going to kill him off. Then I'm like, oh, my gosh, I think they actually did. But then turns out, no. Now, so were you surprised by that? I was a little surprised, would you, would but you also have, just would happy. You, would you have made him dead, or were you glad he was alive? I was glad he was alive, because I liked all the characters. And I don't think it would have made the movie even better if they just killed him off. Yeah, I, I, I personally think it would have had a little more emotional punch if they had killed him off. But I was happy to see him alive because I did think for a second was starting to think, oh my gosh, he is dead. I don't, I like, I don't think that would have been a good move because you're essentially killing off Zach's only friend. I'm like, that's well, that but, seems but but as you can see in the car though, he's created a bond with Eleanor too. Well, yeah, but but still, I was glad to see them all alive together and. Off on their off to Florida. Yeah. So yeah, good ending to what I would say a really good movie. Uh, yeah, I know we've kind of babbled on a little bit long about this, but what a fun movie though! I gotta say, thoroughly enjoyed it overall. Great scenes, great moments. Um, this has probably been one of my favorite movies of the year, to be honest. Yeah, definitely of the summer. So yeah, you and I talked um, earlier. What did you like better, Blinded by the Light from last week or this? I would say. Peanut Butter Falcon is above Blinded by the Light for me. I really like them both, but I say, like, the quality of movie that this was, you know, didn't really have, like, a gimmick. It was just a straight quality cinema, okay. and uh, I really liked it a I'm lot. I'm going to have to agree. I love Blinded by the Light, but I think I like this more. I think it's going to be about the same grade level, but I like this still more as a movie. Okay. And I actually might, in the next week or two, go see this again. Yeah, maybe. I like and I definitely recommend it to folks. I would definitely say if it's playing in theater near you, go check it out. It's definitely a good movie worth checking out. And yeah, you can wait for it to come out on video, but things are always better on the big screen, so go see it on the big screen. It could use some love and support, so go see it. The more love it gets to, the more movies like this we're going to get. Yeah. Less Lion King, more of this kind of stuff. Absolutely. And I really like this movie. Just I, I love this movie. Well, cool. So as far as, like, I think, yeah, we've talked about everything. Likes, dislikes, um, standout moments. Um, as far as grading it out, 
What would you give it? I give it a plus. Like a plus? I loved this movie. I was, I was in love with this movie. I loved watching it and like about like when they get the baptism scene. Like I think I might be watching, at least a, a sure contender for my favorite movie of this year. Yeah, um, I give it. I'm kind of on the fence between solid A and A plus. Great movie. Uh, I think for now, solid A. But I think as the year goes on, I'm just gonna probably move up to an A plus. Okay. I still liked it quite a bit, and yeah, definitely one of the better movies I've seen. Not even the summer, just all year. I think we've seen we've seen a lot of mediocre this year. We've seen good stuff, bad stuff, and just a lot of mediocre throughout. Yeah. And I would say this is definitely up there with the good stuff. It's Absolutely. Up, it's up there with one up, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and things like that. I said, like, definitely one of my favorites of the summer, if not of the whole year. Okay, cool. You hear that? That's two A's right there for Blind, or, blind by the Light. For the Peanut Butter Falcon! Cacao! Cacao! <laughs> but yeah, good stuff, though. I liked it. So, all right. Well, why don't we move on here and do some gambling? We're already over an hour here, so let's do some gambling. All right, so last week, Jordan and I both bet on Ready or Not, the horror movie about... Do you need the numbers from last week? Uh, Well, let's see. I guessed 68% on Ready or Not. And I guessed 58. 58, okay. As a time of recording with a few reviews, what did you say, 100 that thing was at? Yeah, with like 25 reviews. So this week, with 155 reviews now, it is at 88. percent So people are liking these movies. What's it at? What's okay? So that's a critic score. What's the audience score at? 81. percent Really? So yeah, with that's with oh, uh, 1,700 gosh. reviews too. It just I don't know. It just did not look that good to me in the. I know, in but neither did Crawl. Did and people loved that movie. So I was really surprised. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, that's another win for Daniel. So, so what I'm going to subscribe got, to you. I got one week back. So what I'm going to subscribe to you, uh, since you haven't seen it and you just need to see it, so now I'm going to make you watch it, is you got to watch the 24-hour war on Amazon Prime. All right. That was Ford that. For, Ford versus Ferrari. No, I, I, I've been wanting to watch that, so yeah, that's a good excuse to watch it. It's a good, like, I think it's like a two, maybe a little over two hours of a documentary, but it is super fascinating, and I'm saying that with somebody who has no interest in, like, actual racing or, for the most part, cars, but I really enjoyed that story. I thought it was really fascinating, so I think you're going to really like it. That's cool, and yeah, I'm not, like, huge into racing, but I do enjoy some good cars, and I, I, I like the world of racing. I just don't like sit down and watch NASCAR, if you will. Right. But I do enjoy the world of racing. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, this week, I'm looking like, I don't know, because it is two weeks away still, so what can we bet on this this next week coming out here? I don't even know. Like, all these movies, the Banana Splits movie? What the hell? Looks like a cheesy like B horror film based on the cover. Don't let go. Official secrets. Bennett's war. I don't know, Daniel. What are we gonna bet on this week? Oh man. John Travolta in a movie called The Fanatic. I have no idea. It's twenty six. I don't know what any of these are. I don't know either. We just have to bet on something. So I guess don't let go. I don't know. 
Don't let go. I don't have no idea what it is or who's in that. Um, gosh, yeah. Is there really nothing like big coming out next this next week? Like even medium to big? Mm, I don't see any. I think yeah. Between wow. Okay. Well, what do you want to bet? Should we bet on this banana splits movie? I'll show you the cover. No, no, I'm not betting on that. Oh come on. You don't want to bet on that? No. I don't think that's like a theatrical release movie either. None of this looks like a wide release. Nope. That's what I'm thinking. Come on, it'd be kind of fun to bet on a weird horror film. Well, we haven't had a All right. Well, why don't we bet on a John Travolta movie, The Fanatic, starring John Travolta, Devin Saga, Anna Galja. I don't know. There's nothing good to bet on this week. Okay. So, pick one. Well, let's bet on the John Travolta movie, because that's what I just wrote down. All right, The Fanatic. All right, cool. Is it going to be better than, what was the one last year? I have no idea. I don't follow John Travolta. No. What was it? It was a big bust. Um, Gotti? Gotti. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Fanatic. Probably another guy. I don't know. Who knows? Okay, you got a number? Yep. I got a number. All right. I bet 22%. No idea what this is about. I think I'm kind of going on that I've never heard anything about it with a huge star that probably it's not very good. I could be very wrong, but my gut's telling me it might not be that great. Okay, well, I wrote down 45% on The Fanatic. Because it stars John Travolta and he does not have an active, like an, a good track record in his acting career as of the last 10 years. <laughs> so let's see what Rotten Tomato has. The Fanatic. As of time of recording, it is has no review yet on the tomato meter. All right. Well, we'll see what it is next week then. All right. Now, is this really going to be, this is going to be a close one. I think so. All right. Well, so you're you're uh, signing me the 24-hour war? That's right. All right, cool. And I'm looking forward to watching that. Well, that actually good timing, too, because this Friday I am... I'm not a ticket yet, but I'm looking at going and meeting Mario Andretti himself this weekend. Perfect. So that'll be pretty awesome. And Adam Carolla, who races one of Paul Newman's racing cars, his Porsche 935. Sweet. So, yeah. All fits together with this next week with racing. So, cool. All right, well, yeah, that wraps it up here. Let's, uh, yeah, Daniel, where can everybody find us? You can find us online on Instagram and Twitter, movies underscore brews. Let us know what you thought of the Peanut Butter Falcon and what you're looking forward to later this year. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the podcast. Thanks for the downloads, and thanks for sharing it with friends. We appreciate it. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers.